It's Tia. It's been a Mississippi minute, but we bite, baby. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Cha. And yup, we back at it like a crack addict. It's your girl, Jiggy, a.k.a. Tanika. Listen, pull up on us. It's time to cut up, because we back. What's up, Pink Posse? It's your girl, Koji, and we're back. Pink Sunday Radio. Well, hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Pink Sunday Radio. Hope everyone had a wonderful week. Firstly, introducing my girls, Jiggy. Happy Juneteenth, niggas. Happy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I didn't expect that, but yes, happy Juneteenth, niggas, manana. Um, Ja. What's up, Pink Posse? Tia. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. Um, before we <laughs> that really threw me <laughs> off that. Um, before we move on to disclaimer, we have a new black queer icon of the week, and that is Pink Sunday Radio celebrates Pride Month 2023 by highlighting black queer icons in entertainment. Bryce. I'm Black, I'm queer, and I'm unstoppable. I am the first woman of trans experience to have a speaking role on the hit show P-Valley on Stars. I am the first Black woman of trans experience to have a speaking role in a Marvel Cinematic Universe project being She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. I get to split my wig for y'all. Bitch, you thought you were dead. I knew it was y'all ass. That child what you want, you better go get him. If anything this pandemic has taught me is that Uncle Clifford rule number 92 is the truth. Life is like cocaine. It can be blowed at any minute. None of us show know about some blowing. The last time I seen your ass in jail, you was in there for soliciting. Hoeing ass. What? You gonna give me a job working a pole at the paint? Careful, you know these uh, niggas. Yeah, stop, uh, 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 I'm uh, a house mother, uh, 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 Come on, AT. Uh, Don't uh, hate when uh, y'all uh, like uh, this. Uh, Clifford said stay clowning me. I like where I'm at and what I'm doing. Do you? Ooh, girl, what happened to you? Who did this what to are you? Your shoes? Are you okay? Okay, no judgments, but whoever oh. did this to you does not care about you. You do not need him. Oh. Or her. Uh-huh. Or them. But you do need this. shoes, because this is a public bath. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Guys, I'm here. Take these right here. Put this on. Oh, God. thank you, but uh, uh, I just need to get cleaned up. I don't need you to put makeup on me. Um, yes, you do. Do you have anywhere to go? I have to call my uh, cousin. To get me, can I borrow somebody's phone? Oh, yeah, girl. I'm sure when that day and age comes and it's somebody else that's in a, in a role that's black and that's trans, baby, the blogs and the news are going to go crazy. And I'm like, well, I was here, but y'all didn't see me. And so sometimes it's hard to be seen in this world, period. But even sometimes in your own community, when you're doing things mm-hmm. and, you know, low-key, you know, opening doors, and people don't even realize it. So somebody else is going to get the credit that I know that I deserve. And it is what it is. It's a part of the journey. Um, but I know the truth. And, and I'm going to document it. Nobody, if, when nobody else is going to document it, I'm going to do that work for me. That just made me so happy. Because, Tony, you are seen. 
We love you. And that was our Black Queer Icon of the Week. So sending Tony love. All right. So we're going to have Ja give us our disclaimer before we get into Last Call for Alcohol. All right, Pink Posse, the views and opinions expressed here are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent any entities associated or what have you. This show is rated mature for language, language, language and subject matter, but mainly language. Yeah, definitely, definitely language, because, yeah, I think y'all know by now we have language. Since we are on video, you guys, I think we've kind of established now we are streaming on Twitter and YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. So comments are right there. We'll see them on the right side periodically throughout the show. We will read your comments. So feel free to give us a comment. Okay, if you want to join in the studio you can do so. We'll we'll bring you into the show. Okay, so. All right, it is time for our first segment of Last Call for Alcohol. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I was supposed to be better this week. Mission failed. <laughs> hey, what did I tell y'all? I've been doing this since yesterday. You got this. I've been doing this. So I did my job. Anyway, so let's break down this episode. Rating it. What is our first mic? Wait, that's wrong. Isn't it? No, no that's right. right. I'm that's sorry. Right. Okay, I'm chicken and dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Two mics is sit on my lap sloth. Three mics is Ernestine's neck bones. Four mics is way wings or lemon pepper wet because you know both Ja and Jiggy do not like lemon pepper wet. So we had to put the way wings in there. And five mics is murder, smothered poke chops, candied yams, collard greens, mm. and cornbread. Mm. Those are our ratings. Ooh, okay. I so, feel like this week is going to be unanimous, but we're about to see. We okay. See. Listen, girls. <clears throat> this is the stars episode. This is. You know what? Don't even do that to me, Jiggy, because I see you to my left right now, and it's really giving judgmental. I'm just trying to see what you finna say. Because I know if it's not something, I know something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, you know, this is such a good episode. It's episode before Murder Night. I told y'all previously that for me, episodes that kind of do a juxtaposition, go hand in hand, sort of like Mississippi rule, the stars and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So for me, this is a four mic episode. It is not a five mic episode for me. It's, it's not. It's not a five mic. It's not a five mic. But it okay. is it is one of my we accept all wrong opinions. It's fine. All wrong ones. I know <laughs> something. I know something. <laughs> four mics. It's not a it's a four mic episode for me. 
So it really, really is. Murder pissed me the fuck off. I have an I have opinions on the conversation between him and Wody, but um, I still really love this episode. Ah! Tansy got it down here. Yeah, Tansy, I'm gonna get to you in a second. We need to have more conversation after we get through these wet ratings. Cause what? (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. It's a four mic episode for me. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. It's five mics for me. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know how it's not for everybody. But it's a five mic episode for me. Everything about it is like perfection. Like. The only way that I would not give it five mics if I'm taking into account like other episodes, like mm-hmm. seeing the stars is great, but then we have Murder Night and it's like, psh. but this episode by itself, five mics. Okay. I just, I don't I don't understand any other rating, but Jiggy. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't understand anything less than five mics for a per. This is a perfect penultimate episode to me. It is. Um, so, so how do you say it's a perfect penultimate episode and then give it? It is. A, I, I so. agree. It is a perfect. I said it is a perfect penultimate episode. Yes, it is. It's wonderful. It's great. I just don't think it is a five mic episode for me. Okay. What takes off a mic for you? <sighs> I feel that they wasted some time. I feel that it was. You know how I was saying, why didn't Sheriff ask Kaylee questions? Maybe I'm being too critical of things that I felt they needed. Maybe that's what it is. Like, you know how you're watching the episode and it's like, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do this? But that's me being critical of things that I felt like should have been done. Because it's just like, you literally saw Haley come out of the car and looked at the thing and then you didn't, uh, but then maybe that was a time thing. Maybe that's so maybe that's just me being critical. I think, you know, um, I don't know. I feel like some scenes were wasted. Um, we didn't need them. Maybe I wanted too much. Maybe I wanted more of something. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's it. So we asked, everyone else mm-hmm. their top five episodes i would be interested in hearing y'all's top five episodes not today but once we get to everyone else's so for me the way i rate episodes is there's three at the most five mic episodes and those are your top three episodes the best episodes of the series the top three they're none better so if you give it four i'm interested in seeing the three or four episodes that you think are better than this I'm not sure. I mean, I'm Snow has to be on there to me. If you don't have Snow, oh my god, the episode of the show, Snow, you know, right? So I I know that a lot of people like Mississippi Rule a lot, mm-hmm. and I I love, but I feel like they like it because it ends with murder and Cliff kind of standing in the sun. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and again, I love how they kind of do the callbacks. But it's not a five mic episode for me. No, Mrs. For me, Mississippi, Mississippi Rule is a four. Be in my top ten episode, it would be somewhere twelve or below. Um, like I think sometimes we take single scenes and it's the best scene. We love this one scene, right? And we elevate the entire estimation of the episode right. off that one scene, and right. I can't do that for Mississippi. I'm Rule. sorry, but two oh nine is in my top three. Actually, it has to be. 
to me, it, has, it should be in everyone. 209 is in my top three, actually, so. I feel like Jai's about to tell us something, and we're about to know something. Oh, well, you know, she loves 207. Remember 207 Jackson is probably in her top three. Don't don't do I never said Jackson was in my top three, but it is definitely one of my favorite episodes. Don't don't do me. Top five. Top five. Don't do it. Um, I actually feel like I agree. This is um, a perfect penultimate episode. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. due to the traveling, I'm more so uh, half listened, but then it did remind me of the several scenes in this that I liked. So, um, which, you know, um, Mississippi elevating murder, you know, because he mm-hmm. was struggling. Um, of course, yeah. you know, the moment when they go and see the stars is one of my favorite moment um for so many reasons and you know the the wody murder the wody murder conversation is one of my favorite moments so oh i didn't want to give it five mics i didn't want to but i think i got to change it to four i don't eat pork i'm gonna give it the 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 Gams and the what was else on the plate? The cornbread, the collard greens, mm-hmm. but instead of like pork chops, I got like some um, I don't know some some of the weed wangs, but you had to elevate it with the because I don't eat pork. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but it's definitely five mics for me. Okay, can I change it to four point eight? What you taking off the plate? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's the five mics? The candy yams, the collard greens. Candy yams can go. Honestly, to make my plate five mics, you gotta get them yams off of there. Let me see. And cornbread. Okay, Tansy, we forgive you. We gave Tansy too much. She said she didn't mean you can you know what you can take the cornbread off, actually. Why? If it was crawfish cornbread, would you want it on there? Oh, baby, uh uh-uh, baby, don't play with me now. Don't play. The collard greens can go, baby girl. We got to keep that crawfish. Well, that crawfish cornbread looked like a whole meal when <laughs> Koji made nice. it. Did you see that? Did you see that? I've never had it before. So I'm going to have to let y'all try that. It would be a good exchange. <laughs> All right. I'm going yeah, to have to let y'all try, y'all try that because I'm not trying to die yet. See, y'all see Koji trying to kill me? Don't, don't let me try it. Diary of Prodigy. I don't know if you follow us on Twitter or uh, Instagram, but send us a voice message of your top definitely. five uh, episodes, and we're going to play it on a later show. Yeah, you really have to definitely drop us a message. Yep. And the rest of you- Are you an everyday hustler? Are you always on your steady grind? Are you a Black storyteller that matters? Check out Actor and Philanthropist. J. Alphonse Nicholson's signature apparel line at fivegrinds.com and pick up a t-shirt, hoodie, and book bag and tell the world who you are. That's F-I-V-E grinds.com. I didn't know if that was my cue or not, but uh, Tony was giving me the googly eyes, so I figured it was. (laughs) Y'all should know by now my eyes. Come on now. Um, so this week, you guys, 
we got something new for y'all. Now, Tia would put this shit first. Okay. Mayor Ruffin <laughs> talking to Andre, child. <laughs> so, in the scene where they're in the office and Mayor Ruffin is talking to Andre, you think that Mayor Ruffin is a saint or an ain't? Mm. I say he's a saint. I actually like in this scene, everything he said was right. Like for me with Andre towards the end of this season, he's making a lot of moves, but he doesn't understand the background behind how things are set up, which we find out like for real, for real in season two. And so when I'm listening to everything that Mayor Ruffin said, like points were made, like, and there's a way, and he wasn't even saying, Andre was wrong in what he wanted to do. He's telling Andre, there's a way that you do it in Chuckalisa. And the way you're doing it isn't the way because these white folks are still going to be in power. They're still going to have money. And we go against them now. We may win this battle, but we're going to lose this war if we do it the way you're trying to do it. So to me, Mayor Ruffin is a saint. Mm. It's hard for me to say Ruffin is a saint just because it's Ruffin, but... Like I said on, on Twitter last night, he wasn't wrong, I think, mm-hmm. in anything that he said here. So I guess I have to say he's, I'm forced to say he's a saint. Right. Um, but like what he was talking about, the graduation rate in Chuckalisa, the right. unemployment rate in Chuckalisa, everything he did, even though to Andre may have been, has some some moral ambiguity, ambiguity or was mm-hmm. not the way Andre felt he should have done it because Andre doesn't really know Chuckalisa, right? Andre hasn't right. been in Chuckalisa in such a long time, mm-hmm. even though he's from there. I agree with that. Um, I, so it would have been interesting to see what Andre, how Andre would have proceeded if he had won that election. I feel like he would have ended up kind of doing all the same things that Tidal did. But yeah, Ty, for me, Tidal's the same point. here. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good point when you say that. Also... Now that I'm thinking about it, I think when we go away to college and then, you know, we have a certain experience and then we come Mm -hmm. back to our hometown, you know, our mindset is very different when it comes to our elders. You know, I mean, they are wiser. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, they are wiser. They know historically speaking. And sometimes it's very hard for us to um, swallow their words, you know, because we feel like, well, we've gotten all this education, you know, so we're coming back with all this education. And they're like, "Uh, nigga, 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 I grew up here. I've been here. I know how shit works. You know what I'm saying? And it's very hard to take that because you want to become the Obama. What, what did uh, what did uh, Cliff call him? Uh, the, uh, what was it? Parade? Bootleg Obama. Bootleg or something like that. So, um, great value I, Obama. Yeah, great value Obama. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I can, I can rock with it no matter how much I feel uh, about the, you know. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> John. Go ahead, sweet. So, I, I, was, I was about to interject because I wanted to save the moment. 
<laughs> so um, I agree. I have to say in this um, Ruffin is a saint. And I say that also because like to iterate kind of what you all have already said, he's doing all these things because he's like, yes, I can get my lick back, but he's not even paying attention to how it affects not only Chuck Elisa, mm -hmm. but his own godfather who is responsible for him being the man sort of say that he is. And then mm -hmm. to get so indignant because he spoke to you um, you know, a lot of people don't like to be corrected. A lot of people don't like to be told when they're in the wrong sometimes. And so when he, he throws shots at him and it's like, you talking shit about me. Yo, yo I paid for your degree. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're a lawyer because of me. You're even in this position because of me. Get your shit together. Mm -hmm. He was absolutely right in this moment. And then like what everyone else has already said, sometimes mm -hmm. you have to play the game. You know, it might not be, mm -hmm. you know, what you, you know, might not be along the moral high ground. But sometimes you got to right. play the game. Sometimes you do have to play the game. And <laughs> I think, can I say, look, <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. It, right. You will be hot or cold. I, I, feel, <laughs> I know where you're coming from. Listen, lukewarm, okay. And you know what? When you're talking about playing the game, that kind of takes us into Wody talking to murder, mm -hmm. talking about playing the game. You know what I'm saying? Because what did he tell him? You know, um, we got to get this money. You know, what yep. you're doing in the dark is what you're doing in the dark. But baby, when you come to the light, we got to get this goddamn money. Because Wody, like, he really truly, I guess. He really, truly believes the talent. He believes mm -hmm. that murder is going to be someone. Regardless if, like, you saw murder struggling on that stage later on in the episode or before they got to that point. Yep. And so there's a little apprehension there. There's definitely some kind of, um, what do I want to say? you know, where you don't all the way believe in yourself a little bit, but it's like, Wody has that for him. He believes, hey man, you the one that's going to get out the mud. So for him, he sees it, you know? Um, so in a way I'm like, okay, Wody is a saint. And I did put up a poll last night. It wasn't, and I, I feel like maybe that's the one I should have had you grab Tanika because that poll was about if this conversation never happened would the outcome in VIP and I know it's murder night but if the outcome would it would it be the same in VIP some people put absolutely not and then some people put nothing changes um and my question was basically like would murder still kind of treat Unc that way, even if that never happens. And I kind of feel like if they never had that conversation, Rome comes in and we know how Rome talked in that situation. If you think about it, yep. how, the, how the girls reacted to murder and him kind of getting that little taste of fame. So I still feel like he probably would have given some kind of reaction to him but I think ultimately Wody was being a saint kind of looking out for murder and yeah so I think 
the majority of the people that voted in your poll voted that murder would have still uh murder would not have done what he did if wody didn't make these comments here before uh, rome came um and that's the way i voted but i still think wody is a saint here Mm -hmm. um i think wody was doing what he was supposed to do and that mm -hmm. is looking out for murder i don't while while i think wody influence what wody said influenced what murder did i mm -hmm. don't blame wody for anything that happened in that vip room because mm -hmm. in everything that he said he did not say go and do this right that's why mm -hmm. he's over there looking at you like are you fucking great <laughs> like what what is right. how what you doing right that now, now? Yeah. what are you doing so I mean, because there are multiple ways murder could have handled that better and mm -hmm. still kind of follow Wody's instructions. So to me, Wody has always been a saint here. I've always been on the side of Wody is looking out for murder and right. that's his primary job. Make sure your career goes in the way that it needs to go. And I don't blame him for being concerned here. Yeah. I waffled between saint or ain't because it's when I, I clipped it last night and put it on the timeline, like the middle part when he talks about, you know, what someone told me about love, like you love who you love. And, and I love the support, like, Hey, okay. You gay. <laughs> like one, one time you gay. I'm cool with that. Cause I understand chemistry and how human relationships work. Some of the um, end pieces of that I thought were a little rough, <laughs> like, but at the same time, I had to take that out of it because I'm a little rough sometimes in the stuff that I say. Um, and at some, sometimes people are when they talk to me, but like, if you write, you write and everything Brody said, he was right. So I went back and forth, but I finally landed on Saint because I might not have totally liked the delivery, but it was needed. And I'm never going to blame Wody for something that another grown man did. So I'm never going to say it was his fault because, like, murder was, like, doing a much <laughs> in that VIP room mm -hmm. on his own. Murder, you're you right. And Q said nothing, Quita said nothing changes, but Wody definitely ignites the fear that Cliff was smothering out in murder, in my opinion. That's what Quita said. Ja, what you think? Yeah. So I've always had positive feelings about this particular scene. So I'm definitely going with Saint. Um, to me, when I saw it, it, like I said, I know a lot of people didn't care for this moment because they felt like Wody was being judgmental or they felt like Wody was um, in the wrong to discourage him from basically living his truth and you know, some even assume that Wody himself had some issues with, you know, that lifestyle or what have you. But for me, I always saw it. It came across like how guys talk to each other, especially hood niggas kind of guys. You know what I'm saying? Like we're looking for the sentiment and the, the softness that maybe women would generally come to you and say, hey, you know, and, and, and sweeten mm -hmm. it up. Guys mm -hmm. do not talk to each other like that. <laughs> you know, guys are going to come yeah. in, they're going to give it to you straight, and they're going to say, hey, look, you're trying to be yeah. a rapper, and mm -hmm. that shit's not going to fly in this world, you know, yeah. and I see that you, you know, you got some personal feelings, that ain't, that right. I ain't down with it, but if that's you, yeah. do you, but look, yeah. you need to keep that shit 
under wraps. Yeah. Not because yeah. it's wrong or not because right. I'm offended, but because if you right. want to make it in this business, we're trying to get our money up. We've invested right. in this. Right. Again, what was just said, you have to play the game. So yeah. um, I've always thought Wody would be a saint in this situation. Yeah. And I all and yeah, I agree with that. And I think you would be a saint to send in your music. Mm-mm. Pink Sunday Radio celebrates pride. I did earlier. Okay, we'll move on and do it later. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I tried, y'all. I, I was doing a nice little flow with that. It was one. really good. You pr- it's it's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you guys, while we wait for our special guest, um, I do just want to say that Unk looked very good at the rally. And I want to say that Jiggy, you was wrong for calling out Unk Boots last night on the timeline. I mean, I'm just saying the the pleather boots might not have been what we needed to set off that outfit. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's not what I would have What chose. would have been better? Child, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, Tia. Thank like you Like maybe more combat much. style boot because it was the... Uh, mm. Not me and you. Can you stop, Tia? Stop doing the same thing. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was so funny. Um, but I agree a little combat that was kind of cute because Noah had combats. Because mm-hmm. he, he did right, he yeah. did he have combat camo look. It's you know, mm-hmm. we're ready for mm-hmm. war. Mm-hmm. But I do war. It w- it was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I do love how they played mine. Y'all, did anybody go play mine after that episode? I- Okay. I played mine after the first time it aired. <laughs> like that is such a good that is such a good song. And when New Money came on last week, the reveals, I didn't even know he wrote Screaming Murder either. Mm-mm. When he said that, I think Tia, you was very shocked that he wrote Screaming Murder, huh? Yeah. Yeah, because when I said, um, I think I think you guys heard me when I said, I, I think I know what the answer to this is of the Screaming Murder. Because I'm thinking, like, it's somebody else's song. Because yeah. I don't remember seeing it. Like, when I was looking up his credits, I don't remember seeing it. So when he said that, I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. So, it, yeah, it really surprised me. Yeah. Okay. So, in the comment, yeah, that's just what I wanted to talk about. Murder, I believed, misinterpreted the convo between him and Wody. He was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Interesting, Lex. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think about that? That he misinterpreted the convo? Like, I'm trying to think what part of that convo could have been misinterpreted. Like, he said, don't mess up this money. Mm-hmm. And then 
he goes in VIP and does what he does. Like to me, that was a choice. There, there was nothing that in that conversation Wody had that told him to do that. So what did he misinterpret that that led him there? Mm, right. Because there were many things that he could have said to de- deflect right. it from what Unc was doing, right? As to not cause suspicion to come on himself, right? I mean, it's her club, so he could have done a bunch of things. And I, I feel like Rome didn't know anything. Rome don't know you from a can of paint, so there's right. no reason for him to really be suspicious. I agree with that. This is Miss Mississippi's boss, and Mississippi is sitting in this room with y'all. So Unc has a reason to be there. So no, I I don't think he misinterpreted anything. I think he panicked, like he does often, and, yeah. and he did something that he regretted. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I would Jay- have to agree with you because I feel like that's why it goes back to this would have happened regardless if Wody yep. would have had that conversation because mm-hmm. Wody just said, "Hey, look, keep your shit, your Tight. shit, and, mm-hmm. and keep it out of mm-hmm. here." And murder took it to the nth degree of disrespect you know so it kind of mm-hmm. lends to like he said i was just flexing that's what he done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, now that's i'm ahead of myself but again right but know. that that's how i would i would like to say though that's how good the writing is too it's very effortless and it's it's seamless the writing because you notice how when we watch an episode i think kendra brought this up too we can't help but talk about the next episode about what happens like it it runs together like you can't help but bring up the damn push-ups you can't help but bring up the vip like everything is connected and i think it just speaks to the writing how you how you just can't it nothing stops nothing (laughs) Nothing stops when it comes to these conversations. Um, Diary of a Prodigy said Ruffin had some points and him giving the neighborhood water was selfless. But the way he was kissing them white people's ass was crazy. Well, that goes back to him feeling like, hey, I got to play the game. I've been a part of this small town for a long time since I was a little boy and this is how things work. But at the same time, I'm going to help my people. Like, you know, so. Like, I, I don't think he wanted to kiss any white folks ass just from, from his comments and other, other times. Yeah. I mean, he had, some stuff he had no choice. I feel like, didn't, didn't he say he, he made some type of deal with the Kyles in order to yes for mayor or whatever. Right. If he did that, there would be kickbacks to them and they would mm-hmm. get money. Mm-hmm. So he did what he had to do in order to right. become mayor. And then once he became mayor, it was easier for him to help his neighborhood and the people that really needed help. And he had to kiss ass along the way. And that's what he did. And so, that's what he did. Exactly. So do exactly. y'all want to get into the next few saner ain'ts while we wait for Danny. Yeah. Um, well, Uncle Clifford doing the rally with Patrice. <laughs> That's, whoo, I know you don't like to get on good sis. Jiggy, sorry, starting with you. Uh, it's crazy that you assume that I'm about to get on my good uncle. <laughs> That's, 
that's interesting. Well, I didn't I didn't say you were, but you know, I just know that and I still ain't <laughs> ain't no way. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like roughness, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Like Patrice was the best person to try to end the casino. I mean, who else who else could have done? I mean, I guess Unc could have done it by herself because she have got the church folk and everybody down right. here to mm -mm. get enough signatures. No, she needed help. And she I feel like she help. went to the right person. Okay. So Mercedes had a problem with it, but okay, Mercedes, you leaving the, the club soon anyways. Right. got to do what she got to do to save her stuff. And Very true. What and, issues with your mama or your own? And I must say, honestly, Mercedes did a bit much at the cash checking. Baby girl. She definitely did. You really you mm -hmm. hope somebody iud blow up baby girl um like they don't know your mama like mm -hmm. they don't know as far as they know this is the pastor this is the right the, like they don't know nothing about this so like exactly they're not like coming after you they just talk girl I like that. It was I such a like, much, damn. Right. <laughs> That's, I understood her reaction like damn <laughs> Girl, the anger was a lot. I think Tia, you were on the timeline and was like, "Midnight blue, black, what?" It was so much. It was so not well disrespectful. I know she wasn't necessarily saying that disrespectfully, but you doing a lot. You haven't even given my good sis time to explain. Like you are on go yep. as soon as you sat down in the chair, and then at this point does sadie's knows that the club is in trouble right like mm -hmm. by this point she knows yep. full well so like i get you're upset but like i'm a person that i can be upset and i'm in my emotions but i can be very objective as well like and something i'll say to people is i don't agree but i understand so mm -hmm. like to me this is a i don't agree with you teaming up with patrice but i understand why you did it because you have called in all your favors. You've tried to do as much as you can. If we can get Patrice on here, she's got the ear of a whole lot of people in this town, more than I do. There's a whole community of people that she actually connects with that will never connect to me just by the way they looked at my good sis when she was walking up into rally looking as good as mm -hmm. she wanted to look. Yeah. So with that, I've made sense to me. Like she's a saint. It's something I don't think it was bad to do because the ultimate thing is Mercedes, even though right now you say you never going to dance again, but like, this is the place that was your home. Like, just like she said to what's the girl's name, the mayor Ruffin's assistant. What's her name? Uh, Eloise. Eloise. Just DJ like, never Eloise, scared mama. Like, okay. I graduated you. Make sure you're not the last bitch that was graduated. Yep. <laughs> Make sure you're not the last bitch that graduates. Same thing with Mercedes. Okay, at this point, you're technically graduated. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're not the last bitch that the paint graduates. Like, so yeah, I thought Mercedes was doing a much, especially for someone that ends up doing all she has to do to survive and later stuff that she said she would never do. Like what my good sis did, she ain't getting paid to fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like let's come on we're sinning plank and i all that good stuff like no yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay uh joe you have anything to add yes so okay. um i feel like you know again i agree that well i'm on the fence with this one to be honest i'm like 
She was a saint with a love. You know, she was a saint, if you will. Okay, saint. So I'm just making shit up, but um I get why she did what she did. But I do feel like, like, I think we're a lot of times we don't take into account ability. They've, they've built this season up with us understanding that Uncle Clifford and Mercedes have a pretty much friendship relationship, like a mother daughter relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this woman has terrorized Mercedes her entire oh, life. And so true. it's like, I, I'm going to feel some type of way if the person who's caused me all of my emotional trauma, the person who still continues to fuck clean over me, you know what I'm saying? And now you supposed to be, you've been the person who's shown me the love and, and, and supposed to be, you know, with us in this situation. Now you, now I'm looking at you on TV with her and y'all standing in solidarity and, and talking to the people. And, and I feel like Unc should have told Mercedes like, look, you, you if you was going to push it anyway, been a conversation. There's no way she should have found that out on the television because she clearly bailed Patrice out at night in one outfit and they went to the rally in a different outfit. Okay. At mm-hmm. what point did you have a conversation to say, I know this seems fucked up, but this is the only way that I can save the pain. <laughs> so please understand. But if my homegirl is, 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 is teaming up with the person who you know, I'd probably go to jail for murdering and be happy about it. It would kind of rub me the wrong way, but I do mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, I agree with that. Yep. Yeah, I can see that side mm-hmm. too. I like that. Uh, what was it? Saint. Saint. <laughs> so is it S A apostrophe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gotcha. we may have to we may have to use that because you know <laughs> as these episodes keep going, I, I think mm-hmm. we're gonna have quite a few of those. Uh, but you know what we have. The father of Black A Cinema, Patrick Ian Polk, is looking for indie music for one of his upcoming projects. Make sure it's competitively priced and easy to clear. Then submit with all pertinent credits to Noah's Music Submission at gmail.com. All right, you guys. So Patrick is looking for some music, okay? I'm so excited about that new project. That is for sure. All right, so how about Corbin? Talking to Uncle on this porch job with this. And Tia, I'm gonna need you not to put that picture on Twitter. What were you saying that the eye was open? No, girl. Y'all see that little, what is it? Hazel green, whatever color that eye is. At first, and when they first start talking, it's totally closed. And then yeah. towards the end, it's like this little like a little <laughs> You put that screenshot, I hollered. I said. Natia, why you had to put this on my Every time no, I ma'am. watch it and I see that little sliver of eye peeking out, I always I was, I was too them, Their brothers, those stranglers beat Corbin good. Mm-mm-mm. He got his ass whoops. Whoops. Okay, so who would... So, Saint or Ain't? I'm going straight up with Ain't on this because... Ooh. 
Corbin has some motherfucking nerve. How do Ooh, you huh? go to somebody else? How do you go to the person? <laughs> well, else? damn. No, no, seriously. You go to a person's house, you crossed over and try to check them for doing some shit back. Like, you can't punch me in my mouth and then get mad when I stab you 11 times or something like that. Mm. And then try to check me about it. Like, you ain't have to do all of that. This ain't got to. Corbin is really like, yo, why are you protesting me trying to get your club taken away from you? Right. I personally think Uncle Clifford should have closed the other eye for having the nerve <laughs> to come to her house with that bullshit. I was always taught you do not go to someone else's house with that bullshit because you don't know what's you don't know what's coming out of there. And frankly, I think in this case, Corbin had me all the way fucked up and my good sis I've heard swell that other eye up if you know she, if she could fight or anything. Yeah, I forgot. No, <laughs> if she can fight, absolutely. You know. God. So Corbin's an ain't for me also because in the end, all of the things that Unc was asking, he mm -hmm. did. So why couldn't he do it here? Mm -hmm. Like in the end, you gave her the money to keep her club. Right. And the casino people had to find another way to get their land where they needed their land to be. So uh, I've always thought this is your best friend. Why are you not looking out for her? Why are you not, you have the money, pay her debt. She'll pay you back, put her on a little loan plan or whatever. Right. But you know her and it's, it's one of your closest friends. This is more close as family to you than your brothers who over here whooping your ass. So when you were making your deal, I always felt Corbin should have been looking out for her. Right. When they had that conversation in the field when she was in the red, she was so happy because to her, it was like, oh, if Corbin's about to eat, I know I'm about to eat too. We all finna get this money. Yep. And it was Corbin, I'm about to eat, but at the same time, I'm gonna make sure Uncle Clifford starve. And I'm like, why? So you didn't have to do this because what she wanted happened in the end anyways. So he's an ain't for me. Yeah. And it also kind of goes back to that moment in the cotton field. Like, it just seemed like Clifford Unk really felt like she had a friend, you know, in this whole situation. Mm -hmm. And the backstabbing and the behind the thing like it just really i don't know i felt i felt very bad for her i really really did because in that moment it seemed like she felt like they were some kind of team like back in the day that corbin was going to look out for her and not turn around and do that so i i can't lie get the fuck off my porch I know you ain't come here. Baby, I know uh, Chuck Elisa General is down the street. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get there. Like, don't come here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, they, no. They probably have been a team many times before this. Right. So it was a natural mm -hmm. assumption for her to make. And well, I mean, because, you know, just because I'm the dom and you the sub, bitch, not today. <laughs> <laughs> not today. I'm sorry. 
So I yeah. should have whooped his ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So that's definitely, I agree. That's definitely a, that's definitely an ain't. Um, did y'all feel like there were any more saint or ain'ts in this situation, like in the episode? Y'all don't want to know if I thought Corbin was a saint or ain't. Holy or- shit. <laughs> No, <laughs> girl. I mean, it's cool. We can go on. We can yeah. move on, no. baby. Listen, no, no. listen. I baby. I worked. I worked hard on this, honey. I worked hard. Okay, I worked hard to perfect it today. Come on, Tia, be a girl. Who is the saint? Like, I, I mean, totally I, think that Corbin is an ain't. Points were totally made on this porch. However, all of these points, he has talked to his who's supposed to be his best his best friend. There she goes times before now. So I'm like, all of this should have been said like in the field. Like this is where this is why this makes me an ain't in the field when Uncle Clifford was like, we gonna be making money. I'm gonna be next door to a casino. Mm-hmm. All this other stuff. That was the time for Corbin to say this. Yep. Not exactly. at this point. So that's exactly. why Corbin is 100% an ain't to me in this situation. And ain't. And you know who ain't a ain't and finally <laughs> made her way. Our girl. Our girl, Miss Danny B. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, Molly. Oh! How you doing? <laughs> been great how are y'all doing today we're so good my dear so happy to have you we just been having a good old time going through this episode child this mess of an episode (laughs) um so tell the audience about yourself because um when i read up on you miss thing i had no idea that Mm -hmm. it was the pandemic Mm-hmm. That you started doing your nail art. You have to start there, Missy. Tell us. Um, well, I have been working in television and film as a makeup artist for, I don't know, maybe like 10 years now. Um, mm-hmm. I, my great-grandmother was a nail tech in her like kind of extra job, pastime kind of life. And so I've always been exposed to nails. But because I chose makeup artistry as my career i never really had time to like focus on nails and learn it or do any of those things and the pandemic happened and i needed something to do um and so i started you know doing a little bit of experimenting and i found some like online certification courses that i could take and you know classes and different stuff like that and i just kind of locked myself in my room i was going through a really bad breakup at the time um and so i just kind of had locked myself in the second bedroom and focused on me and what i was trying to do and by the end of 2020 i had booked they clone tyrone that was my first show doing that. are you serious oh, we're gonna see you all right oh. oh my god that's awesome and so in television and film the nails are the responsibility of the makeup department so it wasn't a really big departure from what's already my department. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the pandemic, you know, things were still shooting, but they didn't want talent to go to the nail shop because they just, you know, it was like mm-hmm. too unsafe. Yeah. 
it was just a really weird time. So as I like after I finished kind of getting my first certification, I was just doing like kind of gel manicures, maintaining talent that was still working. Um, and then then I booked the clone Tyrone um, because one of my really good friends and mentors, Jeremy Dale, was the department head for that. And also um, Jay Donnell, who is our department head for P Valley, also mm -hmm. was the um, working on the clone Tyrone as well. So we all have known each other for a really long time and That's crazy. and you know work with each other and lean on each other when we need to. So mm -hmm. so oh when you're introducing yourself, what is your elevator pitch? What do you tell people you do and who you are? Um, I just tell them that I'm a makeup and nail artist. Um, that I work in television and film. That's it. I don't. Really <laughs> No. Okay, that that's works. it. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> but like, what do I do for work? Then that's what I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. Who I am at work and who I am outside of work are not that different from each other. Mm -hmm. But okay, exactly, exactly. So I think you said your first like huge, huge moment was the Oscars, right? Yeah. Was that, I mean, that was a really big deal. So yes. one of the makeup artists um, that works on P-Valley with us, Keytrick, mm -hmm. he um, has been working with Jill Scott for a very long time, for years. Mm -hmm. And so at one point in the season, he left P-Valley to go on tour with her. And so one of our other makeup artists, Centuria, she picked up um on his characters where he left off and did a really beautiful job and he gives me a call one day um this was after p valley he calls me one day and he said hey i need you to make some nails for me and i was like okay and he you know sends me the design and the idea and all of that but he was being really like vague and so i you know i'm just doing what he asked me to do Right. I send him like maybe like a first draft kind of situation mm -hmm. of what the nails could look like. And so then he like gives me a couple of, you know, notes and stuff like that. And then he's like, OK, I just need to tell you what this is for so that you're not being I don't want to like make I didn't want to make you too anxious or whatever. He was like, but just right. going to the Oscars and this is what these nails are for. And I was like, oh. <laughs> this is so exciting um for me that's you know working in television and film that is that's that it. is the epitome of more than that um yeah and i talk about all the time how i just you know that is as a makeup artist i feel like working in television and film even if your film is not nominated for an oscar to still have your work walking the red carpet of exactly the really big mm -hmm. deal mm -hmm. um yeah so, I feel very, you know, excited about that. But I think that what people also have to understand about those moments is that they're kind of fleeting, right? So that happens, mm -hmm. like, on to what is that next moment going to be? You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't yeah. live off of that forever. Like, yeah, it's pinned on my Twitter, but that's done now. So what's exactly? So exactly. Because it's kind of like when you do photo shoots and like when we post on Pink Sunday Radio and they break down who did the photography, who did this. Those moments are really important for you, I'm sure. Right. Because you get recognized. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's for 
it kind of goes into like the whole thing that's happening with the writer's strike right now and people just really wanting to get credit for their work and their intellectual property right right and for that because that's what we work towards like it doesn't mean if we were just making art and writing things in the privacy of our homes and no one was reading it then it doesn't mean the same as when you get other people to see and read and experience mm-hmm. your work right? i agree and so that's why it's really important. One of the things that like has changed a little bit um, for us in particular in television and film is that mm-hmm. when I was growing up and even earlier in my career, I could watch the credits and you could see everybody's name who worked on the show, right? Yep. That's mm-hmm. true. But now in interest of time so that we can have like more lines and more scene time and screen time for the actual show, it's just like the department heads and the keys and like the- That's true. Really get that anymore. So for me, I think that's also why it's really important. Like in things like photo shoots and on Instagram, people are crediting the people who are doing the work. Cause it's yeah. like, it's, I don't, I don't, you're, it's not that I'm gonna gain so many followers or like clients or anything from you posting that I did this or tagging me, but it just is a little bit validating for me as an artist. Mm-hmm. To just, you know what I mean? It doesn't feel like I'm being gatekept, if that makes sense. Yeah. 100%. Happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I have personally found makeup artists and nail artists from tags on photos on like Instagram specifically. If I'm looking and I'm like, oh, that's nice. I like that design. And being in Atlanta, a lot of people are in Atlanta. <laughs> so yeah. I have gone to them and like a lot of them, it's funny, like you say, it's not you haven't arrived because I've gone to some people here in Atlanta that have done a bunch of celebrity makeup and a bunch of celebrity nails and they still like accepting new clients. Yeah. Still need this work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's not you have arrived. Well, cuz I think that what people don't understand about being a service provider and a service provider of a, a luxury elective service, right? This is not something that anybody really has to get done. They're getting it done because they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you think about that, working with celebrities, it does pay well sometimes. It does get you exposure, but by and large, that's not what's paying our bills daily. It's the women who come and get their nails done every three weeks or every two weeks, you know what I mean? And are getting a fill or Mm -hmm. the girls who, you know, have a lot of weddings to go to or Mm -hmm. have, you know what I'm saying? Whose husbands or boyfriends or partners or whoever are, you know, going to galas and different stuff like that. Those are the women before I was getting on shows consistently. That's who's paying my bills. Like that's who's keeping it going during the pandemic. I, maybe did like two weddings but exclusively was living off nails like Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. that was it and it was you know i was doing mostly my other people who were working in television and film who also couldn't risk going to the nail salon right so they were coming you know if you when i was doing nails during the pandemic you couldn't sit in my chair unless you had a negative COVID test that you had gotten within 48 hours of coming to your appointment and mm-hmm. kind of the vibe you had to wear a mask it was given all of that and the nail shops weren't doing that at the time because atlanta had opened back up you know mm-hmm. six weeks of the world shutting down so it was mm-hmm. like okay business as usual but not really 
Yeah, during the pandemic, my nail lady came to my house and we did like we sent the negative tests to each other. Mm -hmm. We had masks, we did all that. So I did not miss a nail appointment during the panini, but yeah. <laughs> we took all the precautions. <laughs> not I did not miss a nail appointment. So how has like the strike that... affected you and, and what you do? Because I know we we see the writers on the picket lines and we think about how it affects the actors, but we don't really see the behind the scenes people, the makeup mm -hmm. artists, the nail artists and things like that. So how so, has that affected you? I think that what everybody has to understand that the people who are most affected by the strike are the people who are below the line, right? Yeah. Because we are essentially, we're working job to job, check to check, just like regular Americans are. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, yeah, we do make a good amount of money sometimes, but you got to also think about how much time we put in to do that. We're working 18, 20 hour days, sometimes, you know, 70 hour weeks here and there, depending on the show that you're working on. So for I mean, for me in particular, it's affected me because P Valley probably would have been shooting by now if we weren't on Friday, right? Yeah. So that was a really big deal because I decided to go to Europe for three months thinking that I was going to come back. Okay. That didn't happen. Um, I am working a show doing props right now. That's how the Are you? Yeah. Um it's just not work is is not that easy to find it's here but i was gone for three months so you know kind of getting back into the swing of things after being gone letting people know that i'm back because i feel like a lot of people were like she probably ain't gonna come back i didn't want to but i'm here um <laughs> so yeah i mean it it and it also with the actors having voted yes to go on strike and it being that looming over us too I think the scariest thing to think about is me and my colleagues and my peers who have invested, you know, 10, 15, 20 years in our careers at this point, who are having to pivot because if the actors go on strike, there's not really going to be any way for us to survive this. Yeah. Um, and the studios, they know what they're doing. They're hoping that they break people down so bad that we start putting pressure on them as below the line. Like, you guys can't keep doing this. But at the end of the day, like, a win for them is a win for us because it all, there's no way that you can tell me that in the first, like, week or two of being on strike, y'all lost $40 million. And that's what these mm -hmm. people are for for however long, like it will be done. That's what one executive from a network, a streaming service has made in a year. And so, you know, it really boils down to, we live in America, it's capitalism at its finest. The, you know, the higher ups don't wanna lose their, their cash cow. And they would hope that we would make these movies for nothing because we should just be happy to be here. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's very true. So you started out in makeup. How did you, like, did you always want to be a makeup artist? Were you just really good at makeup and you got into it? Or how did that start out? So um, my grandmother was a fashion fair model when she was younger. And so I've always, like, watched her. She's just, like, really glamorous. She's one of those women that, like, doesn't leave out the house with, you know, I lipstick on. Mm -hmm. My great-grandmother was also that way. And so I just kind of grew up watching them be that. Um, and when I was in high school, I wanted to go to massage therapy school and become an esthetician. That was like what I thought that I was most interested in. 
But um, my grandmother said, no, that I needed to just go to regular college because nobody in our family had ever not done that. So, um, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. I went to Savannah State. I stayed there for a year. And while I was at Savannah State, a girl that was my roommate was a makeup artist. And I would, you know, just only ever do my own makeup. But when I was like growing up in high school, I got my eyebrows done at the nail shop one time really bad and they messed them up so bad. And I never let anybody else do my eyebrows again. And so like from that point forward, I got kind of more into makeup because I had to fix my eyebrows for the like three months until they grew back. Um, mm-hmm. It was so bad. And then I, I just kind of got into it from there. So while I was at Savannah State, my roommate was like, you're good at makeup too. You should like do it more. So we started doing mm-hmm. makeup for like, the fashion shows and different stuff like that that were happening on campus. And I was like, oh, I can do this. I'm good at this. This is great. I'm leaving school. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I came home and I told my mom, I was like, hey, um, I think I came home from like Christmas break and I was like, hey, I'm not going to go to school anymore. I've decided that I want to be a makeup artist and like I'm going to pursue that. I was like, but also I'm on academic probation and I can't go back. So there's that. We need to go. You know what? <laughs> there's that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Minor technicality. <laughs> oh, my God. No, there's no, there's not that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Atlanta and I like you know, waited tables and was an administrative assistant and like did those kinds of things while I tried to like get makeup jobs. And I did weddings and photo shoots and like a lot of proms and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Until I could like try to figure out my way into television and film. And the very first job I ever worked in television and film was in payroll. Um, That was like, my mom knew a lady that was the accountant on Single Lady season two. Mm. and she was like well I need a payroll clerk and I was like okay and so I started doing payroll for her and I started looking at makeup artist checks and I was like oh yeah this is definitely this is absolutely (laughs) not (laughs) yeah for sure this is that this is I don't want to do weddings anymore like yeah no I'm not interested in that But I also knew that like when I was deciding what kind of makeup artist I wanted to be when I saw the makeup that was on the front of magazine covers and on red carpets, thats the that was the aesthetic mm-hmm. that appealed most to me, right? And so, mm-hmm. it, you know, a no makeup, makeup look, very skin forward, mm-hmm. the aesthetic that I just, I went to, which mm-hmm. ended up working out so perfectly because we get to do the juiciest, most wonderful skin on P-Valley because everybody's hot and sweaty in Chuckalisa, so it's great. Okay. <laughs> Perpetual summer. It's pretty nice. Perpetual I'm, summer. That's the perfect just, description. Because everybody be sweaty. Everybody. Yep. You know what? Now see. T- I didn't even go all the way in. All I said was everybody. I didn't name no names. Girl, Danny. Danny, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Now see, I don't know how often you watch or listen to this here. But one thing, but one thing about uh Tia and and uh, Tanika, they are gonna shade, okay, with the sweat. I didn't name no names. So I, I ain't said everybody. nothing. But, but I've been quiet. But I'm go- Tell me what is happening with the sweat? Is it too much sweat? Is it not enough sweat? There's what? one particular character 
that may have a nickname of Musty because he, she, or they are usually pretty sweaty. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you that shooting, um, we shot P Valley for, we started shooting in June of 2021. So mm-hmm. it was hot as hell. Um, and it, <laughs> Sometimes the sweat was fake, but a lot of times the sweat was real. Um, and mm, you know but, what? <laughs> the sweat to stop you guys right here. Like I tag you on a few of the posts. <laughs> no, where's the murder mob did in the comments? Because Danny said we had the sweat. Name, nobody said Look nothing about murder. But said you. murder. Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. I nobody even said murder. We all know. We all know <laughs> who yeah, we're talking about. Right. Danny said, said the sweat day. was fake, so that's what we're going with. Anyway, she said sometimes. So, so look, we're going to take a little, a little, a little pause right fake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, Danny, we're going to take a little pause right quick. And then we go come back. <laughs> hey, friendly. If you're listening to this on a podcast platform, do us a favor and leave us a review. It really helps people find the show. And if you're watching this in full HD on YouTube, rate, subscribe, then tell us what you thought in the comments. Okay, so hope y'all like our little promo y'all make sure y'all doing what it says okay rate review like subscribe and all that good stuff now danny my question to you because i want to get into p valley okay now like do they come to you sketches of um like what they want the looks to be like roulette do they are they like okay this is what we're thinking this is the sketch in our trailer um we have these like vision board kind of things for every character that one of the producers and writers ian olympio put together mm-hmm. so that was like kind of our reference reference point for each character's vibe um so our Jay Danelle, our department head, will work very closely with Katori, who, I mean, her imagination is so vivid and she's wow. so specific and, you know, will put very detailed notes within the script so that, you know, I mean, there's the one episode, the mask off episode, she specifically wanted all of the girls to have glitter on their lips. Like she said, they their lips needed to sparkle because they were when they took their masks off, like it needed to be that. So Jay was like, okay, all the lips will be sparkly. Everybody will have a different color, you know, glitter lip that will match what they're doing. Um, They would send, Jay would come in and she would say, okay, Danny, this is the picture of either a nail design that they had thought of or it would they would show me Uncle Clifford's costume and then I would go and have a conversation with Nico about what he thought he wanted to see for the nails, what kind of shape, what kind of things like that. Um and you know, in our culture, we like to match things, right? So your hair 
going to match your nails, it's going to match your outfit, it's going to match your shoes, it's all of those things. It's a color story. Mm-hmm. Um, and each episode kind of has its own color story and vibe. And each character has their own color story and vibe. And so you kind of just work within that to make that go. Um, and I would work, you know, really closely with Nico to figure out exactly the kinds of things that, you know, he felt like should go on Uncle Clifford's nails and those kind of things like that. I love that. So yeah, it was, I mean, when you have somebody who gives you as much detail as Katori does, I think one of the things that blew my mind the most about working on P-Valley is, you know, working in television and film, you don't really get to take it there all the time because everybody mm-hmm. needs to look pretty realistic. But mm-hmm. on P-Valley, we would take it to the place that we thought was there and Katori would be like, well, what about a little more? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. More. <laughs> you can really use your creative imagination, which is amazing. And I love where this is going. She was like, but can we take it up a notch? And you that's not they're usually asking mm-hmm. you to like pull it back some. And so that was really like inspiring and makes you really feel good as an artist that you can like really push yourself and kind of take it there. Um, and Jay Donnell, our department head, was just really incredible because she's a wonderful artist, um, but she also does such a great job of knowing what we can offer as artists, even if we don't always know. And so I think the one of the most difficult tasks that I was given on P-Valley was I had to create these Megan the Stallion-inspired anime nails for when she was in the studio with... Um, with uh DJ never scared. scared. I remember those nails. And so Jay sends me these pictures and they're they're portraits essentially of these anime people. And I was like, um (laughs) (laughs) not sending you Goku and everybody else. And I was like, um Jay and she was like, Oh, it'll be fine, you're gonna be great. And I was like, How do you know that? (laughs) And so I went and I did it, and they really came out really great. And I was so proud of myself, but also just like mind blown that even she had the foresight to say, I don't know if this girl has done this before or not, but I think that she can, and so I'm gonna ask her to do it. And so she did, and then I did those bandana nails for roulette for um, 206. Yeah, those were fire. Those are really cool. I was like really nervous about that. So I was like, what do you Were doing? you? Um, yeah, because like I, I don't think that I can draw that well. Um, I never felt like I could draw that well, but I'm have nails have really taken me to a place creatively that I didn't know that I could go. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. And makeup doesn't really allow you to go either. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause like mm. you, yes, you can get really creative and we do some pretty wild and fun things. But I think the cooler thing about nails for me is like how long they can live. Mm. So your makeup is going to live for, you know, 12 to 24 hours, however long somebody's going to stay awake, not wash their face or whatever, but your nails will live for a month if you let them. So 
that's well you have like done a lot for to only have done one to have done it starting just something to do Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like when i go through your page i'm like wait you in atlanta right because um (laughs) okay i'm a a little jealous i need to make that drive child um, okay about to be fabulous up here on pink sunday radio you did all the nails for the season two promo i did and like although there's an aesthetic everyone has a similar look we still have like four different personalities so how did you like approach that in doing the nails so the obviously the theme for the shoot was diamonds right so it's everything needed to have the diamond encrusted in some way shape or form um and so we decided um that we would really take it to each character's level right so Mm -hmm. the most extravagant that that character would be um and that's what led us to those you know really really heavily crystallized stiletto nails that uncle clifford had that were clear in the center with stones going down the side um autumn had a very classy simple like silver french tip stones with like just you know one diamond um on each hand mississippi's nails were um a really beautiful just like kind of iridescent crystal on a nude nail that was just long and soft and pretty like her um and then mercedes had i believe we did like a really beautiful um almost like disco silver glitter that was just kind of all over that just really encompassed kind of just the OG that she is really. Um, Cause she has, I think one of the most classic kind of nail styles of all of the characters. Um, she wears her nails the same, kind of the same all the time, which is true to who she, I think her character is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, man, that promo shoot, that was the, we had had a crazy, few like months shooting already because we shot that in October um and we you know in television and film everything's kind of last minute they knew that the promo was coming but we like didn't know exactly when and so we had maybe like a week or two to prepare and so I had to make like I don't know 12 sets of nails or something in in a couple of days in addition to what that's crazy That's how that video of there's a the video that you guys um have that I have posted of me doing Uncle Clifford's nails that are in the promo. I was literally finishing those on mm-hmm. the, on the day. Oh um, my god. It was just getting so crazy. Um yeah, and then you know, Whisper and Roulette both coming in Whisper and her whimsical character. We just did a really beautiful like ombre iridescent nail with some pretty little whimsical uh, butterflies on them. And that really just, you know, to try to tell the story of who the characters kind of are and what they what they've got going on. So you do the nails. How is it then decided like what makeup you do? So I see from your page like you do toys makeup some of the time, Brazil's yep. are you mm-hmm. are those characters mostly your responsibility yes so as the like the so there's four main makeup artists inside of the trailer 
Um, it was Gabby who does Little Murder and a few of the other. She's our special effects artist, though. So she, that's one of the reasons that she specifically does murder. Um, and she took care of Roulette because of her special effects, her tattoos and all of that stuff. And so Gabby. And then there was Keytrick who did Roulette's face makeup, who did Autumn um, and then and Pastor Woodbine. And then we had Janine who did Uncle Clifford and um, Whisper and some other talent. And then Mahead, <laughs> who did Mercedes and Mississippi and Big Teak. Um, and so they were our main four. But then we have most okay. of that take care of like the core cast. Mm -hmm. But then we have a host of other people like have all of the core dancers, then we have Nineveh, then we have, you know what I mean? Those kind of people. Mm -hmm. So Nineveh was my talent. Um, I would do me and the other additionals, depending on, you know, who was there and what was going on, like would just kind of pass the girls around a little bit if we had to. Um, when Nineveh was on set, I would like trade off Poi or Brazil or one of the other girls and, you know, so that I could take care of Nineveh. Um, because she had so much speaking role. And so, you you know, when you, it's, you we try to do it where whoever your main talent is, they don't, you don't have to focus on anybody else for their touches. So when we run in to go do last looks and stuff, it's just me last looking Nineveh and then somebody else will last look whoever, like if I did somebody else's makeup, one of our other additionals can last look, you know, one of the four dancers or something mm -hmm. like that. So what's your favorite nail or makeup look that, you, or actually probably one of each that you've done on the show? Cause you've done a lot of both on the show. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So favorite makeup look that I've done on the show is going to be, it's a hard one. It's two looks that I'm in between. <laughs> it is Big Bones finale look. Ooh. Um, when she beat up Diamond. No, 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 no. You know what? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Not her dressed in black. Was <laughs> no. DJing when murder. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're performing. Um. Yeah. So that was one of my favorite looks. Um. And it was one of my favorite looks because I didn't realize when we first did that look how like I we were just so busy and swamped that I wasn't reading through the entire script. Also because I love the show so much, I like want still an element of surprise. So mm -hmm. I'm not involved mm -hmm. in every single scene that shot. So I didn't know the whole storyline completely. I was trying to keep myself in the dark a little bit so I could be just as excited as y'all when I watched mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that 209 and 210 were going to be a continuation and that we were going to have to redo that look as many times as we did. Mm -hmm. And I had done like a rhinestone eyeliner on Big Bones. Rhinestone <laughs> eyeliner? So you had to take all that glue and stuff off what? like immediately? About taking it off, it was about having to put that look on her seven or eight mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> no, ma'am. That look, I just was like, oh yeah. I like looked at her costume. I was like, oh yeah, she's gonna be DJing like the biggest night at the pink. She's got a really exciting look. And I was like, oh, what the hell were you thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> it ended up working out fine, but yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. And then my other favorite look is when Nineveh has on that lime green braided wig. And she oh, had- yeah. yeah. That crease. That was gorgeous. That's definitely one of my other favorite looks. Um, That's gorgeous. Me and Tony had such a fun time doing glam. Um, on P-Valley, we really, she trusted me to do whatever I wanted to do. She literally be like, well, you know, Danny, I don't care. I'm just going to sit here and like, you can do whatever you want, which for me is really exciting because the first Mm -hmm. time that Tony sat in my chair, she told me that she doesn't usually feel really comfortable letting other people do her makeup. Like she usually only does it herself. Mm -hmm. She likes to look a certain way Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to be in a position where she's like not feeling the best about how she looks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, I felt really happy that she was like willing to trust me. Of course. And like, we just, we built a really beautiful bond. We made some really, really beautiful art and I'm super excited for us to create some fun looks next season. She did say um, when we tweeted about the interview, she said that she loves you and that y'all laughed and had a great time in the trailer. So, so she, the feeling is total mutual, totally mutual. We do have ma'am a couple of games that we want to play with you. Um, well, I see. Okay. So we're just gonna, um, <laughs> I think our other co-hosts trying we'll to figure it out. Yeah, we'll fit. We'll figure it out. But so the first one, we have a lightning round. Okay. Okay. Do you know what a lightning round is? Uh, no, not really. How does- <laughs> okay. Let's explain. <laughs> so lightning round is we're going to give you, it's two rounds and we're going to give you four different categories and it's a okay. this or that. So okay. we're going to say, okay, would you basically like a, would you rather, or would you okay. prefer or something, okay. this or that. And like the first thing that comes to your head, we've had a few people explain, but as little explanations as possible. But okay. <laughs> the first thing that comes to your head when we give you these categories. Okay. So the first category is the women of P Valley. Okay. Which would you rather, Mercedes or Farah? Mercedes. Okay. And then Haley or Miss Mississippi? Mississippi. Okay. Uh, Whisper or Roulette? Roulette. Okay. Brazil or Toy? Brazil. That was okay. quick. <laughs> okay. Brazil. We have no Brazil. trouble with those. <laughs> okay. I'm like, Brazil. Um, so okay. we have Uncle Clifford looks as the second one. And I'm going to put okay. it on screen. And you're going to tell us if you like the left better or the right better. Okay. So I'm going to start with this first one. Left. Yes. Left with everything. 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 So beautiful. Such a good look. Mm-hmm. Left. Yes. Really? Yes. That is. I, I love, love that right look. I know the right look was with everything. But y'all, when she did that Birkin, though, I really enjoyed that teal bob. It was yes. so, like Uncle Clifford had been doing long hair for so much of the season mm-hmm. that when she popped out in that heel bob i was like oh yes it was so cute and then the little tracksuit she had on it was yes. really yeah cute. my good mm-hmm. sis in the tracksuit is always top tier always. i don't care what always top tier my good yep. sis okay next look oh the umbrella the right for sure mm-hmm. for yeah. sure for yep. sure yeah 
I and I always crack up because is it is it two? I forget which episode it is that murder picks up that little thing that she has around yeah. her and was mm-hmm. like, I ain't even gonna ask. What this is. <laughs> so and I always think about her walking across the field talking about Pussy Valley, baby. Uh, every yeah. time that scene comes on, that is yeah. one of my all time favorite looks on my good sis. All right, last one. Oh, I will have to say the one on the right because. We put so much work into them rhinestones on her ass. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw a video of that. I did too. Yeah. I saw a video of that. You have to tell us about that, Danny. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, and then Nico, Nico got cheeks. Nico got cheeks. It's one of those when you thought that you have done all you could do because Lori says, can I have some more? Mm-hmm. So... Um, they call, so I, I'm an artist, right? And I do like a lot of things. So I have a cricket mm-hmm. machine and I can do, you know, make stuff with the cricket. So, um, Jay calls me and she's like, Hey, can you come over to the trailer? I need you to have a meeting with, um, Janine and Nico about this performance look. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And she's like, we need you to make some decals on the cricket. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I go over there and they show me this logo. And they're like, can you make this decal because we want to incorporate it in the makeup in some way. So I'm like, okay. So I go home, I make the decals, I come back, I make them in a bunch of different sizes. And so Janine tells me that she is envisioning doing this like kind of superhero look that has, you know, it's like a band of color. Mm -hmm. But that we're wanting to incorporate something some way into it. So I'm like, okay, well, if you put the sticker down and then you put it over it, it'll leave an empty space where that is. So we do that. And so then I'm like, well, let's put some rhinestones in the empty space. So we put the rhinestones in the empty space. So now it looks like she has on these like monogrammed sunglasses kind of moment, very mm-hmm. like early 2000s mm-hmm. yep. mm-hmm. or Gucci. And so um, we do that and I go and I show Katori and she's like, oh yes, I love that. And she's like, well, what else? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, I stops. What do you mean, what else? <laughs> okay. <laughs> go back and I'm like okay but then I have some bigger decals and so Nico's sitting in the chair and so I say can I see the costume again and so he scrolls through the pictures and then there's the picture of the back of him with his ass out and I said well why don't we put them on your butt in rhinestones and so he was like okay and then we tell Katori that that's what we're going to do. And she's like, hell yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, there we go. There we go. Okay, so the first day, we're doing, you know, doing everything we do. And so Janine does his full makeup. And then I come in. And now that it's Uncle Clifford sitting in front of me, now I'm adding the rhinestones. And so then after I add the rhinestones on the face, then we get to the point where it's time to add the rhinestones on the cheeks. So me and Janine are double teaming and we're doing it both at the same time, we get it done. But what we're not thinking about or considering as we usually are like caught up in the moment of happening that we're gonna have to do this a few more times. Uh, 
mm-hmm. going to be a dance double at some point. That's all I have to get this done. <laughs> yep. And so then Janine's going to be on her own playing rhinestones while I'm doing the double. Mm-hmm. So I do the double as fast as I can and get to the point where then I can go and help Janine so that we can like double team and get it done. And it was, oh my gosh, stressful and crazy, but one of the best payoffs of any uh, of we've done for sure. That was, that was a magical scene. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. so good. Um, Nico is just so gracious and wonderful and kind. And like, he just does such a really good job of like checking up on us on set to make mm-hmm. sure you're doing okay. I love that. How are you holding up? Like, he knows that we've been there since three o'clock in the morning and like we're mm-hmm. tired and you know what I mean? We mm-hmm. it's I love that. Is. And so that really, that he really helped us through the season just like being you know because we're all tired we're all overworked we're all exhausted but instead of him being exhausted too and grumpy with us he just like wrapped his arms around everybody on set and just kind of we're like yeah we're all doing this together and that's the only way that we made it through like our whole cast really was like that like just really gracious and loving on the crew knowing how hard we were working us knowing how hard they were working and just mm-hmm. all we like we were in the trenches together for sure yeah. i love that so when katori says framly oh no legit framly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i've never been in like a sorority or online or anything but i definitely can like understand how going through those crazy things like makes people closer and feel like family because we spent more time together on P Valley with, you know, our coworkers and castmates than we did with our regular family. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you're spending 16, 18 hours a day with people. You get really close with them and they get yeah. way they can tell when you're feeling bad and when mm-hmm. we're all bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're mm-hmm. I together. Um, and I so that. that was really good. And, you know, it also does feel really good for the creator of your show, who's also your your showrunner. To be as pregnant as she was, and oh my god, yeah. trenches with it, like <laughs> you know, on a day when you're tired and don't feel like you can keep your eyes open, and then you see her like hop on set, full belly, smile on her face, like, and you're like, damn, okay, well, all right. the excuses <laughs> go out the window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. making the show because she's like, what? Yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree so is that. P Valley the of all of the television and film you've done? Is P Valley your favorite set or a set that you felt okay? <laughs> I'm gonna say that P Valley is my favorite set because I remember the first time I heard of P Valley. I was in Savannah working on a Hallmark movie, and the girl who was one of our ADs was like, we're standing in the parking lot. And she's like, I just got the craziest call. She was like about doing a show called Pussy Valley. She's like, mm-hmm. they're going to call it P Valley. She was like, but what the hell kind of name is that? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm interested. My gay ass. <laughs> so- <laughs> Pussy, I'm in. That guy, Pussy. I said, put me on. What? She was like, Pussy. <laughs> And I was like, that sounds really interesting.
interesting. And she was like, well, I'm going to read the script next week and we'll see. I'm like, okay. Fast forward to, I don't know, a year later. And now it's, you like hear about it in production that it's happening. And Mm -hmm. then the pandemic happens. Mm -hmm. And so then it starts the promo and we hear that it's coming. And from the very first episode, I was like, I have to work on that show. I need to work on that show. Like I knew that I needed to work on P-Valley. I just, it was, I could feel it, right? Mm-hmm. So then we, then I do, they clone Tyrone. Mm-hmm. And my friend Jeremy tells me, he was like, hey, I got an interview for P-Valley. He was like, I'm going to submit my lookbook for it. He was like, I hope it goes well. He was like, because I'll have you come do nails if I get it. I'm like, okay, great. That's going to be wonderful. Well, then John Boyega asked him to be his personal. And he's like, I'm going to go be John's personal. Jay Donnell's going to interview for it. And I'm like, okay, fine. So Jay interviews for it. She gets it. But because of the the sheer magnitude of what the makeup is on P-Valley, mm-hmm. she, she had to start with the... Um, the nail artist who did season one because she like understood how everything went. Right, right. But after, I mean, literally after like two weeks into working on P-Valley, I think one of the artists had like maybe a wedding or vacation or something that was already planned before we did P-Valley and I went and filled in for him. And when I was there, she was like, I, she was like, we really need an extra, we need an extra makeup artist to be on regularly. She was like, but I don't know if they'll approve it yet. So we're just gonna see how it goes. I'll just keep having you on as many days as we can. She was like, because I, I mean, me just even putting people's press ons on the day was helping them out so much. It was like an extra. Yeah, I'm sure. And so then we i don't know if like a scene got changed around or a costume got changed around or something and she needed me to make some nails for mississippi like on the day at work um it was for episode 203 the episode oh, dirty dozen when they're outside um at the at that gas station taking mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the car, that was yep. the black and white set that was the very first set of nails that i made for p valley Wow. So, um, and then Jay was like, okay, this is easier to have you like, like, there's nothing wrong with the way that the other girl did the nails, but it was just like having somebody on set where if we had to make a decision to like make some new nails or something happen on the fly, whatever, I was just already there, mm-hmm. made it so much easier. And then when we ended up getting that, um, the promo information and having to do that at the mm-hmm. end, bust those nails out, mm-hmm. ended up doing the nails for the rest of the season after that. I think that is amazing. Your journey is amazing. And I'm so glad that we got to talk to you today. I really am. Um, I just want you to tell everyone what you have upcoming, tell people where they can follow you. Okay. Let us know. 
Um, so the most immediate thing that's upcoming is they clone Tyrone is going to be premiering on Netflix on July 21st, mm-hmm. um, starring John Boyega, Jamie Foxx and Tiana Parrish. Also our boy Jay Alphonse is in that movie. Mm-hmm. So check it out for sure. I did Jamie Foxx's nails and Tiana Parrish's nails. So, um, that was a really fun thing that's coming out. Um, Honestly, I don't know any like all the other stuff that I worked on most recently. There is um I did work on Patrick Ian Polk did um like a Noah's Ark spin-off kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has his project. Mm-hmm. I, yep. I don't know what it's I don't I don't know what they decided to call it. I don't know what channel it's coming on. I don't know when it's coming out. Um I did nails for that movie. So I love worked okay. on there. And Trying to think something else immediate that's coming out. Nothing really. Um, obviously you guys should always be watching P Valley over and over. They're always playing the reruns on stars. So if you just want We're rewatching on Saturday. Every Saturday night. So. Every Saturday night. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um and I am taking new clients in Atlanta. If you guys want to get your nails, I'll be reaching out. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things. So my uh, Instagram and Twitter is Danny B underscore did it. Um, if you go onto my Instagram, you can click the link in the bio and that has all my booking information. It You can see what my calendar's got. Check and check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anybody listening, you know, would like to hire me for something. I, I would love to be working, so... Yes. Okay, my dear. Thank you so much again Thank for Thank you so much. Us. Thanks for coming. Amazing. Also, yeah. I so much for all you do to keep the things going and the happenings happening. Aww. I feel like y'all are single-handedly doing the work to keep P Valley trending, which I we just appreciate that. Oh, you're so Thank sweet. You. That's so Thank you, sweet. my dear. Yeah, because I Appreciate. y'all the work does not go unnoticed. Know that. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Well, we will get back with you on the timeline. Thank you so much for coming out with us today. All right. All right. <laughs> All righty. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was amazing. That was, I have so amazing. much that I still wanted to ask her about, but we'll have to come on again. I know. <laughs> we, I had like a have... bunch of pictures over here, and I was like, Okay, listen, we don't have time. Listen, <laughs> we, we, listen, we on strike, and 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 so we don't know when we're coming back. We'll we'll circle back for sure. We'll have her on. All right, then. So I don't know if y'all know, but we have another podcast. We have bonus content. Hey, P Valley family, make sure you're also tapping into our Noah's Ark Rewatch every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Details will be on both our Twitter and IG pages. Make sure you're following us and use hashtag Noah's Ark Rewatch. All right. So I want to know, you guys, 107, who is the... Okay, so we've had the jukebox. We've had murder. We might Fill have to up. do. Mm. I was gonna say we might have to do murder's hands this episode, but you know, <laughs> you know what? Wait a minute, no, girl. 
we might have to do murder's hands this one because baby baby uh things with them hands and my you know is doing the titanic hand on the window you know what? listen <laughs> listen what uncle uh what's his name uncle what, what's murder uncle name making that pecan whiskey Prentice making that pecan whiskey hey that's the apprentice next season yeah because that pecan whiskey was making things go down i you know the bottom bitch i i don't i just man who is the bottom bitch who won this uh i don't know um i guess you know what maybe unk is the bottom bitch maybe unk is the bottom bitch this episode you Why know she um you know she usually is the one who calls on the bottom bitch but maybe she did her big thing she really was going around trying to save herself and her people so you know she was doing what she could she was even trying to hand the sheriff a little change i think she was just fed up on this day she was trying to save her club and save mm -hmm. her people. She gave us prayers. She said all the money niggas, the drug dealers. She, baby, she is just trying to save the club and her people. So I'm going to say the bottom bitch is my good sis. And that's all. I'm all right. I, 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 I see where you're coming from. I feel like it has to be murder. I'm not sure I can choose anyone other than murder. Mm -hmm. Just for his thoughtfulness and taking my good <laughs> unk to go see the stars. Mm -hmm. He knew she had a lot on her mind. Mm -hmm. So I'm this really, I mean, this scene is one of my favorites of the show. For sure. I hesitate to drag murder as often as I do just because of this scene. So mm. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him the bottom bitch. I feel like he did his big one with that one. He did. Um, he it to me. It was the the thing that really led Uncle Clifford to start to trust him mm -hmm. and believe in some of the things that he said, and that backfired on her later. But I'm not gonna hold that against him here. Right. So he, I think he has to be the bottom bitch just for seeing the stars. I agree. That was, that was the same thing for me because. I, like I said before, I have to kind of compartmentalize this mm -hmm. episode because the next episode, it all goes to hell. So to I'm shit, like, girl. like all of this shit. don't mean shit mm -hmm. once we get to this VIP room. Oh my God. And he does the absolute most for the least. But I was very shocked because so for me, he's still very much in at this point. But this mm. is, I think, the beginnings of we seeing him. He's so in love with our good sis that he don't care who sees them. Yep. He doesn't like none of that is on. It's like, no, I love you. I'm going <laughs> to show you how much I love you. And she's keeping stuff close to the vest. So she's not really telling him everything that's happening. He's kind of hearing it. Pink's closing down and all that kind of stuff. But that's not a conversation they've had in the many off-screen um, rendezvous they had to have had to yeah. have the relationship that they have on screen. So they've touched on it, but not. But he knew enough that it was like, hey, I'm going to do something to make her feel better mm -hmm. in the midst of his turmoil. Yep. Mm -hmm. this is his first performance this is like all of this is happening really fast he's nervous as hell all of that but it's like and this is the thing that like 
Tanika says, it does make it sometimes hard to fully, fully drag murder because multiple times he'll like that in season two, he's reeling from Teak, but he's still checking on up. Like mm -hmm. every That's time true. there's enough, like, and that's rare. Like that type of wherewithal true. where I'm going through my shit, but I'm still holding space for my partner. Yeah. No what I'm going through and holding space and not putting what he has on her because in the car she's trying to check in with him it's your debut performance and all that and yeah. he was pretty much like no i'm cool but what about you yeah like yeah it's true yeah, i'm going through some shit but what about you and it never came back to him it was constantly what about you now except for when he was trying to get some stuff time but then he was like i'm gonna make it time <laughs> but that's my thing it's mm -hmm. all of these gestures the holding her hand coming down the like assertiveness with the stop worrying like he looked like you know, you don't yeah worry. but what he says is stop worrying like yeah. love this and this to me is the quintessential Unk and murder. It's like mm -hmm. the yep. this is the rule. The yeah. the fuck shit is the exception. And but right. this was like the foundation, the rule of if they're mm -hmm. together, this is how she'll be treated. So yep. I just I have agree. to give it to murder for this episode because I everything do. is so thoughtful. Yeah, I do agree with the uh thoughtfulness. Um and one thing I will say about murder, he's young, but he is so self-aware. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think maybe that has to do, like he said from the very beginning, I have an old soul. Mm -hmm. And and that is very, very true. Listening to you guys talk about how he is with good sis. He is very self-aware about how you should treat someone that you are with. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that is something that she has lacked. You know, I it, I don't think yep. she's had that before. And I think part of that is very, um, it's so new for her. And I think that's a reason why she is kind of like, whoa, what is this? If you don't get your ass on that bus and gone somewhere, boy, you, you know, <laughs> I know we're ahead, but... I think that's part of why she really kind of pushes them away. Cause it's like, boy, if you don't go on somewhere with all this chivalry and <laughs> all this good loving. Yeah. It's so, why wow. she's hesitant mm -hmm. to trust it. And then that's yeah. why she's so hurt. And it takes her so long to mm -hmm. let him back in once he messes it up. So, yeah. Very so to, to finish this out, if somebody hurts you the way murder hurt Unc, in 108 do you would you have been able to accept him or her back at all like would that have no. even been a consideration man that's tough though because i feel like rejection when it comes to loving somebody out loud like that is i mean especially when you're in front of people and I mean, it wasn't even that big. You know what I'm saying? Like she literally just was like, what can I get y'all to fucking mm -hmm. drink? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like she wasn't asking for no hug, no kiss, no nothing. She didn't whip I it mean, out. <laughs> right. I 
Right. Like, like, bruh, she she literally just like, what can I get y'all at the beer and and just touch your shoulder? Like, you just really made it so much worse for. I mean, it's just crazy to me. So. I guess for me, maybe I'm just like you, TSA. Maybe I just have a cold in your heart. But um, I just feel like it was just so extreme that I probably just, it would be so hard for me to accept a person that just in front of people, like I need a love out loud type of person. Love me out loud, especially when I love out loud. I, I need that. So that's a lot. I mean, I can't do the behind closed doors. I, I need a love out loud person for real. <laughs> I would have been tempted to fold too, Kendra. I can't lie. Yeah, Kendra that says door. him showing up at the door would have made me fold. I'd have been like, I'm here. Now, you know what? Now, if a person can show me, now, maybe if you can show me, that's different. But words for me is just words. Mm -hmm. Actions is totally different. Um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I would have folded because that's an action. Um, so maybe. So my issue would have been I'm a follow my first mind kind of person. Mm. And if I tell you I have an issue with something, if I tell you I'm nervous about something, if I tell no. you I'm not sure yeah. um, if this is going, the things that you are telling me are really going to work out the way they say that you say they're going to. And then I step out on faith and you prove to me that I should have followed my first mind. I knew it wasn't going to work at all in the first place. Mm -hmm. yeah then I don't know if I can go back and forgive, especially that, like she was mortified in that room and she was already nervous about this. So mm -hmm. I don't think I could have, like I'm all for a sincere, a sincere apology right. and change behavior, right. but I don't know if I could have stepped out on faith again when my mind told me none of this was going to work out the way it, I wanted it to in the first place. So I, I don't think I would. I would have been tempted to fold, like Kendra said, at that door. But I would have remembered how I felt in that damn room. And you're not going to make me feel like that again. So. Yeah. So I I don't know. So I think at this point in my life, at my big age, probably not. Mm -hmm. Like, I think, I feel like at this point... Now, murder ain't at no big age, so because I'm about Unk's age, so <laughs> I'm 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 sorry if a 22 year old, however mm -hmm. the fuck old, murder played in my face like this at 40. Yeah, <laughs> I, no ma'am. Like I would be looking at myself like, babe, how did you get here? <laughs> how is the 20 year old playing you in your face? in your club like i would have to have do some personal reevaluation on yeah. what like how what decisions did i make to get to this point yeah. where this this young boy is sudden me in my club like what is going on 10 15 years ago i probably would have taken him back i don't know if i would have folded at the door that would have been an inch i would have need a, a i would say a grand gesture so I would have probably needed something more. That would have made me at least 
be open to it. And then let's see, because it's real easy. You're going to come up to the door after all the terrible text. And that's great. Okay, so you, you've said a lot of words between the text mm-hmm. and the door. Now show me. And I don't think there would have been anything short of him coming out that would have made me like, I think that's probably the only grand gesture that I would have accepted because anything else, we still have this problem. Yeah. Like we still have, okay, so we got past that. We together. So if I say hi to you in the street, are you going to be cussing me out? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Like if I let you in at the door, are you about to send me again? Like what are we going to do? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, so I think at this big age, no, I probably wouldn't have. And again, this is where I have to be getting in fantasy land with yeah. Valley because I wouldn't have done it. And if it was my friend, it was either one of y'all. I've been like, girl, Mm-mm. if you don't no, get that ma'am. nigga the fuck out of here, like, because yep. he did all these reindeer games last time, and you almost was a full alcoholic. So <laughs> no, like this is to me like you happy, but to me this is this is all ringing exactly the same as all the shit he did before. The only difference is now you know better, but you're not yeah. doing better. Like yeah. that would be my thing. But I love them, and I'm glad that they're together. Same. But in real life, I don't think I could have done it. So anywho, I'm gonna close <laughs> us out. I'm Tia. Tia down in the valley, pretty much everywhere. It's a little different on on uh twitter it's tia in the valley but if you put tia down in the valley you'll still be able to find me twitter is the first place where everything goes so make sure that you're following us on twitter and you have those notifications on so one you never miss anything new and you never miss one of these lives jiggy what you got i am at your girl jiggy on all the things you can follow me everywhere if you don't already you can also follow pink sunday radio on instagram if you don't follow us there um when we put the bonus episodes out, you can find those on pinksundayradio.com. That takes you to Apple Podcasts. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, um, if you could leave us a five-star written review, if you haven't already, we would appreciate it. Um, if you're watching us right now on YouTube, we would appreciate if you could subscribe, like, comment, turn your notifications on so you never miss any of these uh, episodes. Koji, what do you got to tell them? Um, just want to thank everybody for being in the chat today, leaving your comments. Really do appreciate that. You can find me Koji underscore mom at mama at Instagram, Twitter. Um, we also have a website, pinksunday.com. So we are updating over there. So make sure you go over there. Um, you can also like the article as well. You can subscribe there so that as soon as a post goes up, you will get that post first. So thank you again for joining us. Pink Sunday Radio.